Welcome to episode 135 of Shanlin on Batman. Uh, I know that we were we were like going really good there for a couple days, getting like podcast after podcast record, and then like some scheduling snafus happened between me and Kyle, where Kyle accidentally got like called into work earlier than what was expected, and then I've been moving the last week, so. Uh, our apologies for that, but we are back in the saddle. I will be traveling next week, so we're going to try to do one more episode before then. Um, and then if you are listening to this, uh, I don't think we're going to post this on July 4th, but if we do post this on July 4th, I want to say to all of our American or United States listeners, a happy and safe 4th of July. And... With that, we are excited to get this episode up and running. I hope that this uh, episode sounds good. I spent a lot of money on a new headset. I broke my last headset, so I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to to put in some actual money into a decent headset and microphone because um, I'm in a new place. The walls and the ceilings aren't as big. But um, I'll be curious to see what the echo and all that, because that was a huge issue in the the last two. But since this is a brand new building that I'm in, the the ceilings aren't as tall. They're about uh, a couple feet bigger. So mm-hmm. um, with that being said, there are some there are some snippets of DC news are, that are slowly percolating out. So there's it's a trickle. some stuff to talk about. Uh, <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a, it's more of like a, a, a dabble. Is that a word? Like, like a, I wouldn't say it's like a full on monsoon, but it's maybe more of a sprinkle. Like a dab of sauce. Sprinkle, like a <laughs> sprinkle of, uh, information. So, but, uh, today, Andy, how do you pronounce his last name? The it director uh, it one and two. I couldn't begin the try I'm, I'm really bad when it comes to pronouncing names like that let me let me see how maybe maybe, <laughs> but yes, maybe the, on his facebook the uh, the director of the recent it movies will be working on in the top, flash um because the direct so it's andy muschietti and andreas muschietti i don't know i'm i, I apologize if if he is listening to this episode and <laughs> we got his name wrong. Actually, that first it movie was amazing and I'm really looking forward to it. Chapter two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as long as they're not doing it, like they did the Hobbit series where it was like, Oh God, uh, they're spreading out the story over three films. Uh, All of a sudden they're like, this is a three movie dealio. <laughs> so we'll see. Let's what take with that. this short, sweet book. And spread it into three movies because that worked so well when we took three books and turned it into three movies. Something, something. <laughs> Dark side, something, something complete. So he's going to be directing uh, The Flash. He's in talks to do Flash where the 
so what what are we at like right now? Are we at? Uh, <laughs> I was just about to ask you how, how many, many how, how many directors, directors this is. Uh, let's see. Well, <laughs> who did we have first? Was it um, Lord Miller? Weren't they the first ones on the project? No, I think it was Rick Fiormyra. I can never pronounce his last name. Or Seth Graham, and then Seth Graham Smith was supposed to direct it. Then it was. Um, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. So oh, what? Geez. So, so Rick Famuia, Seth Graham Smith, John Francis Daly, and Jonathan Goldstein. So there's four. So this is the fifth director that they've gone for the Flash. And what they're doing is they're they want to pre- they want to rush it and start prepping in January 2020 with Ezra Miller. Now, did, did you just like, say the R word? Ezra Miller. You just said the R word. Which one? The rush. <laughs> that, makes on, on. We'll the, that makes me so nervous. That makes me nervous. We're, we're going to get to the Ezra Miller thing here in a second because we'll, 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 we'll let's just talk about the director right now. We'll get to the Ezra Miller thing. Um, so I know that Boris Kit had it, but let me just read you a quick thing. Not from him, but from Variety. Warner Brothers is in talk with it director Andrew Muschietti to helm its long Justin in the Flash. Then a little movie, a source close to the project has told Variety. No offer has been made yet, but the deal goes through. Muschietti will also produce the movie with his partner and sister, Barbara Muschietti and Michael Disco. Muschietti would replace Spider-Man Homecoming writers John Francis Daly and John Goldstein. We're signing last year to direct the film, which is replacing Dope Helmer Rick Fumuaya, who left in film of 2016. Seth Graham was also directed uh, Ezra Miller remains to be attached to play Barry Allen, also known as the Flash in DC's in the universe. So let, let's the one more little caveat is they're gonna. It sounds like they're gonna scrap the screenplay that was written by, um, by uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein and uh, Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison, and that the writer of Bumblebee and Birds of Prey, Christina Hodson is going to write the script for The Flash. So there's a lot to dissect here. So we're on our fifth director. (laughs) We're on our fifth director. I didn't think that John Francis Daly or Jonathan Goldstein would be actually directing this after the news that he was, they were clashing with Ezra Miller. Because Ezra Miller has his own take on The Flash. He wanted, he, he, Wants to do more of the Snyder uh, visual, the more the serious, darker side of the Flash, whereas John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein wanted to do more of a Flash that's in the realm. Let's say of the CW show, but more that, more in line with that, where it is more fun, uh, not as you know, Batman serious. All that stuff, you know. I have I like Ezra in the role a little bit. Like he he didn't really pop for me in Justice League, you know, in the context of seeing it recently. Because I was just curious. I said maybe maybe I because I liked it at first. I was like, you know, let me let me take a look at this because it's interesting. We'll get to his part, but we're on our fifth director. So they're the last two directors are gone. Because it sounds like they were clashing. I mean, they'd been on it for a year, year and a half. 
And now they have decided to, you know, we want to do other things, which makes sense. They couldn't, they couldn't crack the, crack the script, which I heard they were, you know, they had a, a draft of it. But, you know, when you have a show that's already really, you know, done a lot of the Barry Allen things and done it successfully, they were having, from what I've been told, they were having trouble with doing something fresh and interesting that hasn't already been done on the CW. So they bring in, so I'm excited with Andy uh, Muschietti because I think that it was one of the best movies when it came out. I'm looking forward to it chapter two. He's worked at the studio before, I believe. I think it's at the studio, if I'm not correcting. If I'm not incorrect, I think he, um, Kyle, can you look at that? Find out for us. Find out what? Uh, it, as a, if it is a Warner Brothers movie. I think it is. Yes, it is. Yep. It okay. Is. So it's, so he was worked at the studio before and you know, he's a, a very visceral story driven director who's able to, you know, direct an ensemble like this. So I'm very excited. I'm also very excited for Christina Hodson. Uh, she wrote the Bumblebee uh, film, which, you know, was, was critically acclaimed and she wrote the script for birds of prey. Now, interesting. So little side note on birds of prey. I'm hearing that Birds of Prey, the script is great. So far, what they have seen is awesome, and that Ewan McGregor has really, really made Black Mass into a very interesting, dark villain. And this movie, it sounds like it's going to be rated R. So there's a lot of interesting stuff with that. Now, Christina Hodson, if Birds of Prey is rated R, which I'm like 99% sure it is rated R, Mm -hmm. She like she's able to really write a kids film and then do the dark serious stuff. So she can she can really hone an interesting uh, an interesting script for the Flash. And they and the studio must be very high on the Birds of Prey script to offer her to write the screenplay of the Flash for Andy Muschietti. So there's a lot to like just in that it's interesting of all the moving parts with the flash they had. So let's do a quick recap. So Kyle, you focus, you paying attention, John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein out, Andy Muschietti, Christina Hodson in. So oh, thoughts on all that. Definitely a couple of interesting moves there. Uh, but Considering recent DC and Warner Brothers trends, it doesn't surprise me too much. Um, just in the past couple of years alone, we, they've had a lot of success bringing in horror directors to helm DC movies. Uh, so why not do it yet again for another franchise, you know? We've got James Wan in for Aquaman, then oh, we got, uh, uh, what's, what's his name, Sandberg for Shazam. Uh, so I'm they, in favor. They got the, they, hold on. They got another guy. Uh, Yami, the dude who the, there's a new director for black Adam. Uh, let me look black Adam director. <laughs> it says black. Adam's so happy. Cause, yeah, Cause I've, a, I've heard like nothing about it recently. Um, another horror film director jumping into this DC universe. It worked with Shazam. It's going to work for, 
um, the Flash. It's just a lot of things. So we want there's before we talk about the Ezra Miller part, Kyle, you brought up an interesting tidbit that they want to start prepping for January 2020. Now, doesn't that seem kind of fast? Uh, I mean, it seems closer than it actually is, but that's still six, seven months away. Five that, months. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But it, that's, I guess that's still pretty fast. <laughs> Normally, this, this pre-production phase is a lot longer than that. I mean, it took them how long for the Batman? <laughs> We're still waiting on that. <laughs> um, Let me see here. Let me see. Let me read this to you the, from the Hollywood Reporter because I'm pretty sure it said this. I want to just double check. Address the script or say that I moved on as a Miller, but further the studio won't be moving forward with the script. Miller co wrote with Garrett Morrison and said, Where's Christina Hodson? Do you think he's not bringing us trust insiders? Official offers are expected to go shortly. Uh, Attention, sir. So, two sides working at conferences last year. I thought it said something about maybe they. So the so here's from Boris Kit. He says that the goal is to prep by January. He, he again says the deal making has not begun. Stress inside of official officers are expected to go out shortly. Um. So yeah, but doesn't doesn't that seem to you I, I, kind of quick? Yeah, that's that's awfully quick. I I don't know too many movies that have that pre production phase of like five months. I don't know either. Like, you know, when it comes to pre-production, it, it's all based on um, the filmmaker. I mean, he's still got to go and, you know, you know, prom- you know, promote it. Chapter two. I don't know if the, the film has been locked. You know, he gets to be stuck in, you know, the editing bay right now. There's a lot of stuff. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I know it says to be in prep by January, but that means that if they want to start prepping the film, that they want they want to really want to have that script done by then, right? Like I know prep, you know, pre-production and prepping a film, you know, prepping would be to me mean that they are beginning to actually design the the film because the script is in the middle of being rewritten or scripting phase is over with. Right. I mean, don't you, aren't you on the same page with me on that in that regard? I'm not an expert, but I, yeah, I see where we're coming from that. It makes sense to me. So I don't know. It's, it seems a little, a little fast for me. I want them to really get this script, right? Cause the flash, you know, can be a great character. So let's bring into the Ezra Miller part of it okay Mm. so ezra miller plays a role in this right so like i said earlier that there were tensions between the directors and ezra miller um where ezra miller favored the darker approach and uh goldstein and daly uh wanted you know they wanted like the opposite they wanted this you know which wherein lies the character you know the flash is not the super there's dark elements to his backstory but for the most part he's not you know the super dark brooding character he's more like i want to go you know i want to go fast i want to do this i want to do that like as fast Mm -hmm. as he can he's scarlet speedster 
So, you know, in this report, uh, the studio reject, rejected the approach of Miller and Grant Morrison. And however, they concluded that Miller should still remain the Scarlet Speedster. I'm still unsure if we will see Ezra Miller in the role. Because I don't think they upped his deal. Yeah, the whole thing's kind of weird because what Ezra Miller was actually working on the script at one point, right? Yeah, he was working on it with Grant Morrison, who you know. Yeah, so like essentially, essentially now it's Batman. like it's like oh yeah, his script we just you know we're not using that now we got this new script, and then it's like is Ezra Miller even gonna want to still be a part of the production after that? Is he gonna get compensated? I don't know what his contract was looking like. Like, there's a lot of unknowns at play right now. I, I, from what I was told, that Miller's deal was up. Ray Fisher's deal is up. They and they didn't re up. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this is an update, because if Andy's coming in to do this, don't you think he wants to cast his own Flash? Like I know that I know that they're you know he's already the Flash, but. You know, let's let's take a look at the Matt Reeves situation. Matt Reeves has a lot of control, so he was able to cast his own Batman, which is Robert Pattinson. And you know, doing a little bit of digging because I've been doing other stuff. I've finished, finally finished unpacking. We were able to, you know, finally find a night to record. So I did the brief digging I did is that. Uh that Miller, it's still a toss-up whether he's going to come back or not. Hmm. And a, and from, you know, one source that I trust said, you know, it's it's still not looking good for him. Now, anything could change. You know, they could, you know, he could meet with the director, they could hit it off. There's a lot of there's still a lot of play here. So it's interesting to see how this, you know, takes off. I'm still, my gut tells me that Ezra Miller will not be the Flash. And if that's the case, I hope, really hope they go the Bear, not the Barry Allen, but the Wally West, uh, you know, yeah. more of a Wally West. Instead of because just recasting. Yeah. I've already done Barry Allen. You know, they could do, they could do a lot of stuff. But, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. Well, well it's, there's still a lot at play here. You know, Ray Fisher's done as Cyborg. I was pretty positive that Ezra Miller wasn't coming back because I had heard that they wanted to... Well, I haven't heard, but my assumption is that the reason why they were keeping Ezra happy was so that they could have bring continue to bring Ezra back for the fantastic beast films because if he's unhappy with, you know, what's going on with the flash, he may drop out of fantastic beast. So I don't know. There's still, there's so much at play. I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you think he's coming back? Do you think, you know, I very well could see a world where he doesn't come back. I I feel like, it's almost in Warner Brothers' best interest just to distance themselves from a lot of what the Justice League movie was, and you know Ezra Miller's Flash being a big part of that. Maybe not necessarily the best image for them moving forward. 
Uh, for me personally, I don't necessarily care one way or another. I mean, I thought he was okay as a Flash, but like, I'm not super in love with it. You know, if they end up recasting and going for Wally West or something like that, I'm I'm in favor of that. But if they end up wanting to keep him around and just want to want to go take another shot at it, then I'm also in favor of that. I mean, I agree with you 100. I you know. He he was an interesting. He did some interesting stuff in Justice League. I thought he was funny, but overall, um, I don't know. Like he, he I I'm not in love with him still as the Flash. So he's interesting. He's an interesting character. That yeah. Flash, that Barry <laughs> Allen. So that, that Barry um, Allen kid. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, I really like. You know, if they can bring him back, they have to bring back Billy Crudup as Barry Allen's father. You know, I'd really like to see that continue on. But I really, I don't know. It's so touch yeah. and go now with all these changes and all these shifts that you know, I don't want, I don't want fans to be upset if in January, February, March, they recast the role of Ezra Miller and it's somebody completely else, someone else. <laughs> You know, so oh, don't you worry. People will always be upset about it. So, are we done with the Flash? Uh, I suppose we are until new information comes out. Not a whole lot more can be said so, about it until we get more details on like what the script is or if there's any casting rumors floating around, or like any villain rumors. You know, bring me Girl of Grad. <laughs> so. Assuming you know they, they move forward with the project, who would you want to see as a villain? Would you actually want Gorilla Grodd, or would you like to see someone else? I'd like to see Reverse Flash. Honestly, I really like. I think you get someone in there like Matthew McConaughey as Reverse Flash, or just you know, I I think that you you really need to. Ezra Miller is a good actor. But can he carry the weight of a movie? I don't know. I mean, maybe Colin Farrell as Reverse Flash. You know, they have a relationship Mm. um, from that first Fantastic Beast. And he was the high point of that first Fantastic Beast film. I really didn't care for Johnny Depp in that second film. I really didn't care for that second film at all. Um, So, I don't know. Gorilla Grodd, Reverse Flash... Those are the names that are, you know, really come to. Those are the villains that I like to see from the Flash. Um, I mean, that's kind of where it's where I stand with it. I don't know about you. Like, any thoughts that you can think of? Uh, no, that about does it. I feel like. <laughs> so, still waiting to find out. Still no Flash. Still no Flash. So. <laughs> We shift from the Flash to the Batman. I do want to say, I do want to caveat that we're like 92, 93 days away from the Joker. Um, it'll be interesting to see people's reaction to that film because I've heard some good things. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But with the Batman, it looks like things are slowly beginning to leak out that uh, Vanessa Kirby is on a short list of actresses who... Um, 
could potentially p- play Catwoman. And I love her from Mission Impossible. She's going to be in Hobbs and Shaw. So it'd be really interesting to see her in the role or body it. I mean, I was kind of hoping for a person of color when it came to um, Catwoman. I was really hoping that they would use Zazie Beats because uh, I really think that she embodies the look of Selena Kyle from Frank Miller's Year One. Or Aza Gonzalez would be an interesting Catwoman. You know, I mm-hmm. as I like Vanessa Kirby, but for me, I'd much rather see a person of color in that role. Uh, just my own personal opinion, not be for some uh, PC reasons, but I really do feel like we've gotten the you know, you know, Catwoman. You know, the Halle Berry Catwoman to me doesn't really count because that movie's terrible. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, a love interest being a person of color uh, for Bruce Wayne in this film, the Selena Kyle. So it's interesting to see that. I mean, what are your thoughts? Have you seen anything she's done? Like I said, she was in the last Mission movie. She was really good. She's going to be in Hobbs and Shaw. She looks really good in that as well. I'm not talking about like her person, her her physical look. I'm talking about uh, her acting ability. Yeah. So. Like I'd argue in the case of Catwoman, the, uh, the personality is almost more important than it looks. Honestly, because Selena Kyle has a very—it's that chemistry too—very specific uh, demand when it comes to the chemistry between her and the Bruce Wayne character. Um, but I, I could see it working out. I—I I don't have a particularly strong feeling about her right now. But you know, who knows? In time, I, I may feel more strongly positive about it. Right now, I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that, that could work. I, I could totally say it. It, it's a bit of a safer pick, but. There's not necessarily anything wrong with I that. Agree. I mean, it's it's interesting that we're getting that this film is gonna have so many of the rogues gallery in the first film. Riddler, Catwoman, Penguin, Mad Hatter, uh, Firefly, Two Face. Like Two Face is gonna be the film. It's not gonna be Harvey Dent to start. It's gonna be Two Face. Hmm. Mad Hatter is going to be interesting. Mad Hatter is going to be interesting to see that, but those those characters are going to play more of a tertiary role. They're going to be more in the background. Um, I really do feel that the Riddler is going to be the main baddie, and I've been arguing with people back and forth about it. But from what I know, uh, from Matt, what I've heard from Matt Reeves. And his what he's been looking at for influences on this, uh, he's not adapting a, like an overall uh, like arc. Like he's not like a, straight up adapting the Long Halloween or Year One or Hush or something from like Batman the Animated Series. He's using he's been reading that and they've been kind of informing the kind of the story he wants to tell. So like it's kind of like what uh, Nolan did with uh, Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. He was able to really take, you know, bits and pieces of elements from that and kind of mold that into the story that he was trying to tell. Like if we look at uh, Begins, it was kind of I was there's a lot of uh, the Man Who Falls in Year One. The Dark Knight was the Long Halloween and. Was there another one in there? I don't think Hush was an influence, but I know for Long Halloween was kind of so. But it'll be interesting to see these more these characters that are not uh, in a more grounded, realistic way. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be they're gonna have more of a comic book feel to them. But it'll be interesting to see how these rogues gallery because we like we've seen like Scarecrow and Rachel Ghoul interact. 
but we've never seen like Two Face and Mad Hatter and Riddler and Penguin, Catwoman, how they all react and how they all you know fit the mold of this Batman story on film. So to me, if it feels more, I hope it has a more of a Batman the Animated Series feel, where there there's an already populated Batman's Rogues Gallery, and we get to you know. You know, Riddler kind of comes in and is, you know, the big, you know, villain, bat villain for this film. It'd be interesting to see that. So, but think about it, like Kyle, Mad Hatter, never seen that on screen before. We've seen the Riddler, Jim Carrey's, but it's been a minute. Like people, the fans have been clamoring for another Riddler film. We're going to get Penguin again. We're going to get Catwoman again. I mean, how do you feel that these characters are going to do, you know, with Robert Pattinson in the role. Are you are you excited for this, or would you much rather see uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman face off against one main villain this go around? To be honest, uh, my first impression is is this actually sounds a little overwhelming. I mean, I know obviously the Mad Hatter is not a major character, so the only way he ever would make an appearance is as a side character. Um, but the fact that like, we're already dealing with the Riddler and a Two-Face and a Penguin, like, I could say maybe two of those, but then having a third one in the mix as well, eh, it could, it could mean that... Plus Catwoman. Plus Catwoman being there, you know, she'll be, uh, you know, not necessarily a good guy, but she'll, she'll be like a gray area, kind of. That's, that's usually how it goes. The anti-hero. The anti-hero role, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, don't want to knock it. Obviously, if... Depending on how strong the writing is, it can definitely work out. You can definitely find enough space for all the characters. To I breathe. mean, what, why do you say it's overwhelming? Do you think that the that you do you want these characters that kind of have their own? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, the more characters you add, the harder it is for any one individually to stand out from the rest. So if you just have this whole group of villains, it's like, what are they going to be doing? Are they all just going to be part of the same posse and they just do the exact same thing at all at all time? Are are they going to? all be their own faction? Are they going to be competing against each other? If so, then like, how long is this movie going to be? Is there going to be enough screen time for all this to work? It's, are we going to squeeze it in? Like, There's a lot of questions. Uh, I, I think I think ultimately it'll be fine. I, I, have, enough, I have enough faith in the, the talent here at work to, that they can make it work. Because uh, if, this, if this was a lot of other productions, so I, maybe I'd be a little bit worried. They're, just, they're trying to do too much all at once. They're trying to make this too. They're trying too hard to make a big bombastic rogues gallery movie. Right, but think of it like this: maybe you know, look at look at how the Avengers kind of worked. You had Avengers, you had Infinity War, you had uh, Civil War, you had Endgame, and each one had like their own individual moment. Maybe what Matt Reeves is doing is flipping that on its ear, and instead of having you know Batman and Robin this go wrong. You know, I've heard that Robin might be in the mix this this time. But that's but the thing, though. They're, sure. they're building they're building up to it in that in those cases. This would be like if the first Iron Man movie had Iron Monger and the Mandarin and Whiplash all at the same time. You know, <sighs> why did you say that name? <laughs> You're the one that compared it to Marvel. <laughs> Why did you say that name? I'm just saying, like, it's like, yeah, it's great that they're all, all these characters are in there, but if they're not all well done, then we got a problem. I to- I totally mentally blocked out Iron <laughs> Man three. 
just how you just said Mandarin. I was just like, shoot, what villains have has have they had Iron Man movies before? And then disappointment flooded back to me as well. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I'm interested to see this. Like, I know what they're going for. Like, I'm interested to see how it's going to play out. I mean, he, you know, Matt Reeves is able to, to, you know, if you look at his Planet of the Apes movie, you know, Don especially, he was able to have multiple, like, characters and multiple bad guys in the film. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, those tertiary characters work. And, you know, maybe they spin off, you know, because remember now, Penguin was supposed to be the main bad guy in Birds of Prey. Yeah. He's not anymore. They, Matt Reeves specifically asked them not to use Penguin and Birds of Prey. So that's where they come with... Um, that's where they come with Black Mask. So now my question is, those second-tier characters that aren't going to play like a major... Have not have a major presence in the Batman, are they going to save those characters... For, you know, a sequel of the Batman, are they going to spin that off and, you know, have, you know, Nightwing or Batgirl fight, you know, Penguin or, you know, a sequel to Birds of Prey? Like, where where do they lie with that? And there's all these questions kind of need to be answered. How are they going to do that? Because if Matt Reeves has specifically asked the director or Kathy Yan not to use Penguin as the main bad guy for Birds of Prey, you know, could, you know, another question, could Black Mask come and play a role in, you know, the Batman? Could he show up? Are they going to cross-pollinate that way? You know, could Robert Pattinson's Batman make his first appearance in Birds of Prey? How are they going to do that? Maybe, you know, maybe Catwoman shows up. All these questions that I have kind of sort of need to be answered, right? Like, <laughs> you can't you can't have these possibilities. Like, if Black Mask is as good as I hear it is, um, you know, Ewan McGregor, what he did with that role, if it's as good as that, you know, are they going to bring him in? What about the Joker? How are they going to play that? Because you have a Joker origin film that comes out in less than, in less than 100 days, you know, are the are the fans clamoring to see another you know a third Joker in less than five years? Like those are things. Does he have an idea for who the Joker is going to be? I mean, is he going to use the Joker? You know, those are those are interesting you know things that have to be you know <laughs> decided and thought about and talked about. To you know, you see what I'm saying, Kyle? Like yeah, yeah. Well, how do you how do you feel? It kind of how do you feel, you know, obviously you you think that's overwhelming, but, and I feel you in that, and I've seen that a lot online, there's too many villains, there's too many villains, but are you more concerned with that, or are you, are you equally or more concerned with how they're going to, you know, take Harley Quinn and Black Mask and pollinate them in other films? Uh, I'm not as concerned about that. I feel like, they don't necessarily need to make appearances in their films. You can just have references to them, and that's good enough for me personally. Uh, it could just be like a news report or or someone mention it, but you know, verbally. So like that aspect, I'm not too worried about. I just want to a verbal a verbal mentioning. 
it's have like another character mention Harley Quinn or, or something. You, know? they, you don't necessarily have her make a physical appearance in a movie or anything like that. So yeah, uh, I'm more concerned about whether or not there's there's too much going on at once, too too many characters. Interesting. Interesting. So so you want so basically you want these villains to all kind of have their their. Do you would you would you re, are you? I'm trying to word this correctly here, and I apologize <laughs> for that. Are you afraid that it's going to be like Batman and Robin, how they had so many bad guys in it? You Bane, Poison Ivy. Uh, who's the mm. other bad guy? There was another bad guy, wasn't there? Bane, oh, t- was in... Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze. Oh, and Mr. Freeze. So the thing about Batman and Robin is I don't think it was necessarily an issue of there being too many characters. It's just none of the characters were written well. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, all right, so, so why I, is Mr. Freeze doing this? Oh, for for his wife? Okay, but then why are these other characters here? Oh, because they were part of the script too, I guess. <laughs> it's like, I guess they didn't have to be here, uh, but they are. <laughs> so script the script allows it for these villains, and the characters are w- written well. <laughs> are you okay with that? Yeah, of course. Like, like I said, it's honest they're proper utilized. I'm totally fine with what we have so far. But I, you know, it's not, and that's an easy task. You know, they can easily mess it up, and then you're running into the issue where it's like, oh man, that uh, that so and so, they just kind of showed it for one scene, and then they left for the whole movie. You know, what was the point of that? But like I said, there's yeah. enough there's enough talent here. I don't think it's going to be an issue, but it's just something to keep in mind. I mean, do you think that they need to make this movie like three hours long just to get everything in that they need to get in? No. I think they can. I, th- I, th- I think the two hours and twenty minutes, like two hours and fifteen minutes, something like that. Yeah, that's that's fine. Interesting, very interesting stuff there, Kyle. I don't know. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? I I know like Joker's coming up. You know, there's not going to be a Warner Brothers presence, there a DC presence at San Diego Comic Con because Warner Brothers doesn't want to spend the millions and millions of dollars to put that on to fly those people out. So. I, I was really angry about that because you could really promote um, the Joker, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84 at these. But if they're not doing it, it is what it is. As long as they throw out some sort of trailer here in the next couple of months for Birds of Prey, uh, the next couple of months, for, you know, another Joker trailer, Wonder Woman 84 trailer. There's a lot of things that I'd like to, you know, I'd like for them to, you know. The marketing department really needs to step up their game. Mm. Shazam comes out on digital today. If you're listening to this, this is July 2nd. Uh, I think it comes out like next Tuesday. Next Tuesday or two Tuesdays from now. The actual uh, regular copy. I might go purchase it on digital instead of the Blu-ray. So, I'm excited to watch love it again. Shazam. Yeah. It's a good it movie. A movie. <laughs> it's a very good movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wish more people. I think I think more people are going to pick it up on Blu-ray DVD. So, and they're going to like, wow, that was actually I really like that. So, yes, we'll see. I don't know. Anything else on this episode? Episode one fifty, not one fifty three, one thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's coming to mind at the moment. So, if we think of anything, we'll definitely hit you guys back up with a, more to this episode. So that's going to be it. Kyle, uh, good to see you again. I'll be in Michigan next week, so let's get together and do something. 
Um, let's record. Well, I won't be there till Saturday. <laughs> driving again. Hell yeah. So uh, for episode 135, uh, I am Justin Chandlin. If you want to find us on Twitter, make sure that you do that. We are on Twitter at Chandlin on Bat. Uh, we are also on Facebook, Shannon uh, on Batman Podcast. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Batman Shannon. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Looting Kyle. And then you can find Tom on Twitter at Batman Baselap. Uh, we will we shall be hearing from Tom here shortly. It'll be good to get him back onto the podcast. So for 135, it's over. Peace.